Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This is that's that's the best way to put it. It is what it is. Um, don't be better. Hey guys, I'm Sai, and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of the Andy Campbell Football Show. This is the Euro 2020 series. This is episode number 13. The finals are set. And as predicted by me, pre-tournament, England are in the final. Never in my life have I felt more affinity with Scousers. The show is live on YouTube, Facebook and Twitter. Ace Podcast Nation, of course, your home to many great shows and series featuring top guests, expert analysts and more. So give us a follow on social media, subscribe to the YouTube channel, click the bell for notifications so you never miss a show or a series. And of course, you can get the audio versions at all the usual podcast platforms. Just search Ace Podcast Nation 
and uh, there's well over 460 shows on variety of subjects and uh, there will be a change to the audio side of things in the coming weeks which i will explain in a separate video but it's all very exciting it's about as much as i can say uh, but black diamond sports first and foremost a big thank you to them they're a global sports agency which represents sports stars from around the world for more information you can visit their social media pages and of course their website the links to which are in the description below and uh, of course we thank them greatly for all their support around the show the series and the channel and uh, today's sponsor, as ever, Bespoke Financial. And uh, Dan Ralston of Bespoke Financial is giving away £140 with any new policy which is taken out. All you need to do is give him a call, tell him we sent you. And if you take out any of their services, you get £140 cash. What is not to like about that? And not only that, as well as looking after Mr. Campbell for, you know, for a couple of years now in various policies critical illness injury cover they're just top of their field they provide award-winning service and we are incredibly proud to partner with such a brand we thank them for sponsoring the show and the series but of course it's just me and mr campbell at the moment maybe we'll have someone else joining us a bit later uh, but we'll see we'll see we'll save that one but uh, introducing via satellite fingers crossed my buddy, my co-host, the goal collector, the former England under-21 striker, ex-Cardiff and Middlesbrough hero. It is Mr. Andy Campbell. And my first question to you, my friend, is first of all, welcome. And second of all, did you ever dive to win a penalty? <laughs> I, th I think we need to be very, very careful what, what, what words we use. What words we use. Um, great to be on. Great show. Um, I hope everyone's. Like. I, I hope everybody's bitterness has uh, has left the building, and uh, and everyone's quite happy for English British football to uh, to be the winner. Um, because I tell you what, some of the things I've read and some of the messages <coughs> that I've been sent over the last couple of days are nothing short of scandalous towards. Oh, mate, I can nations, imagine countries, individuals. It is embarrassing. From English it's, people as well, some of them. It's weird, mate. It's, it's, do you know what? And, and I've said all along, I've said for weeks about um, passion, you know what I mean? But one thing I am extremely today, well, yeah, the other day, and still today, is proud. And I'm proud of a, a country coming together. I'm proud of a football nation. I'm proud of the players. I'm proud that um, we got the final. I didn't expect us to get the final. You know, I, I, I said all along, um, I, I would have been happy with the semi-final. I think it would have, they probably would have achieved. But to get to a final... Will I be gutted if they lose? Of course. Will I be overjoyed if they win? They, they, listen, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for fans, for players, for the staff, for the nation. Um, one thing I will say, I don't honestly, and credit to every single one of the people who, who, who watch this, who are football fans, I don't know how you do it. I watched that game through my fingers. Mm -hmm. I watched it from the floor, from the sofa, from a different angle. I, I must have done about 9K. I was walking around. I was... I was hiding. It was very stressful, and I don't know how you do it because it was—it means so much to people. Football brings people together. Football means so much to everyone. Everyone says about football being life and death, and people say it's just a game. It's more than the game. Do you know what I mean? And I think, yeah. and I think, as a football fan, I think I realised over the last couple of days, especially that it's—it's—it's um, it's, it's so good, but at the same time, it's so stressful. Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, to pick up on something you say there about it being a one-off game. Of course, it's a one-off game. What I will say is I think 
because England's squad is so young and so deep, if England win on Sunday, that could be the start of them winning international tournaments, getting to finals of tournaments consistently over the next few years, a la Spain and past teams with Germany. Not saying that this team is as good as that team or better or worse. I'm just saying that because of the age of the squad, the togetherness of the squad, the manager, the depth of the squad, if they can get over that final hurdle, I do think that that's going to kick them on. We've seen it with clubs like United, Man City. When you win that first that first trophy, yeah. just getting over that line. Yeah, and, that's what I agree. But also, yeah, and then you often see teams who fail at yeah. that last hurdle, and then they don't fulfil their well, potential. You look, you look at you look at Belgium. They've got a mental block about this quarterfinal. Yes, England had it about semi final. England had it about Germany. I'm not saying it's gone because they've won one game, but. Um, what, what in international football it brings a better ranking, which brings you easier games, which brings you a guaranteed you qualify for the next tournament straight away. So it's it brings an easier route, you know what I mean? Because let's be honest, some 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 groups can be very tricky, and sometimes yeah. you can get knocked out for for being overconfident by just losing the wrong game at the wrong time. And but it, it squashes all that because you don't have to do it. And and I think that's why the the, the France and the Spains of the, of the especially in the recent future, in recent history. They've done really well because they've been able to play the top teams in friendlies and they've used them as proper proper games instead of instead of having a friendly against Austria. No disrespect to Austria, but yeah, you want to be playing against the Brazils and the Argentinas and, and testing course, yourself yeah. against the world's best and, and having having local games and, and, and uh, you know I mean I'm not a big fan of the nation nation league, but you want to be playing against the best teams. You know what I mean? If these friendly games are going to continue, you need to test yourself against the best to be the best. And you yes. and England have put themselves in in that category this tournament by by beating so far the, the teams in front of them. You know what I mean? I, I don't think they beat they're beating the best because for me the best is coming up on Sunday. But they're yeah. beating Germany, who I think we're we're on the on the on the rise and on the way up. Um the they're beating probably the best Denmark side in in a long time. Since um, the nineties, isn't it? Yeah. So it's um yeah, listen. You can only you can only beat what's in front. Yeah, you can only so, you can only do what you can do. But it's it's going to be interesting anyway. It's going to be fascinating, mate. What I will say is, um, let let's get it out of the way and and talk about it. Like, um, first and foremost, regardless of the penalty, England would have won that game of football in extra time. They were they were dominating from about sixty minutes of normal time. Denmark looked tired. They were clinging on a little bit. They had a bit of a you know a bit of second wind after the penalty but ultimately England still had several, a couple of substitutes left and they had yeah. you know the likes of Rashford and whoever to bring on they wanted and they would have scored in some fashion of course people are going to point to the penalty and say is this and that what I went on Twitter after the game and I literally lasted about five minutes because and might not be for the reason that people think but the bitterness of like so you've, I had you had Welsh and Scottish and Irish fans moaning and about the cheating and diving and all this and whatever. I kind of expect that because it is where it is. The thing which riled me up is the journalists, so people who are paid to not necessarily be completely impartial. I understand that. They're all proud Englishmen, whatever. But you can't ignore the fact that there was diving, diving, if you want to call it diving, going down easily, if you want to put it politely, throughout the game. But 
for the penalty, like that's never in a million years a penalty, never. However, every other footballer in the world goes down in the same situation. What I would say about it is when it went to VAR, I'm expecting VAR to say that's not enough for a penalty. When VAR doesn't do that, that's a fault with football as a whole, like a so system, it's, whatever it's, it may so be. But also, just, sorry, just quickly, just, I don't like the fact that when journalists now and pundits and people who are paid a lot of money to give their opinions condemn every foreign player under the sun for going down too easily. And you could use numerous examples, but they do it regularly throughout the season in the World Cup. But when Raheem Sterling went down easily to win a penalty, it wasn't the same condemnation. It was, oh, it's okay. He's done what he's got to do. That's All I ask is that you be the same when judging an incident for whoever it is. If you want to be excited and celebrate once you've won or you score a goal, fine. But when it's an incident, you have to judge that properly. And that, that kind of bugged me a little bit. Um, but ultimately... So whose fault, anyway. so who's, so fault is it inside? Because I, I disagree with you a little bit. Because I, you're, on about, you're on about VAR. VAR had an opportunity to look at the incident, and they did for a good couple of minutes. And they still decided it was a penalty. So who's, whose decision is it? Because two experts here, by the way. The referee gave a penalty for what he saw. But this is the referee should have gone to look at it, in my opinion. The referee should have gone to look at so it. So who's because so who told him not to then? Well, I would assume the people in the VAR. But what so, I've said that and that's my point, is I, it's not um it's a fault with football because like if that's a penalty, like you're gonna have like ten penalties a game if you give in penalties like that all the time. In my opinion, the first one on Harry Kane, which was given as well, Harry Kane diving, that was more of a penalty than this that's, one. That's my point. That that was hundred percent. That was hundred percent penalty because people forget that that happened. People focus on that. So they, here's me. I can call the referee a cheat for not giving that penalty, but I, I don't need to because word. England because England have won the game. And I didn't see you did, and uh, and I even called the referee a cheat. But people people have put things on social they media. Focus, people, of course they do. People people message me. There's 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 a fault, and the fault was the referee give a, give a penalty. If he thought it was a penalty, it's a penalty. He's gone, then got another opportunity to, to be overruled, and he hasn't been overruled. Let me read you an expert. So an expert is Peter Walton. So Peter Walton was on ITV. Yeah, he was. He's he's a bar expert. You know what I mean? He's working with um, Roy Keane's, uh, Gary Neville's, and everybody. So he said it's got to be a clear and obvious error. You know what I mean? So he saw in his in his eyes he saw a body check by the by the Danish defender. I didn't see that. I was looking at the knee, the knee or the ankle, because that's all I saw. I've not seen anything else. I, 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 from, from, the, from what I watch, you know what I mean? He says, I think this is a penalty and VAR are going to check it. Right? So they checked it. They didn't give a penalty. Uh, sorry, they didn't, they didn't change their mind. So, so is, it, is it only not changed because it wasn't clear and obvious mistake? Because if yeah. that's the case for me, and this is only you, know, it's, it's all opinions at the end of the day. But for me, my opinion of that is that's a kind of dangerous road to go down because just because something's not clear and obvious doesn't make it the right decision. And like, as I, as I said to you straight after, I said, that's never a penalty. And you no, said, I think I you said something like he touched his leg or, you know, whatever. Yeah, and I said, if it was, if it was for Wales, it's a soft penalty. I would have said it's a penalty. Yeah. It's a, listen, it's a, it's a, it's a soft penalty, but we see soft penalties all the time. Raheem Sterling has been is is is, is drove in the box. You know what I mean? The referees 
the referee's decision has been made by, by, by the defender coming across him. You know what I mean? He didn't need to do that. You put your arms up, you let him go across you. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's, you, in, he's, you, in, he's in the position. He, 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 gave him, he gave him a question to answer and he answered it. But wrongly or rightly, he's answered it in his, in his own manner and, and, and he's gone to VAR and VAR's got it right or wrong. It, it, and for me, in fairness, mate, England have been screwed over by refereeing decisions and, and things totally, in yeah, national tournaments numerous, numerous people, times. They were due a bit of luck. We don't go on about it. Do a bit of luck? Yeah, I don't go on about it. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't say... I've, I've, never, I've never came on any interview on, on this show, on our show, and said um, Frank Lampard was cheated by the referee in South yeah. Africa against Germany. I, I would never yeah. say that because... Because it was, an, people, it was a mistake, but he didn't do it on purpose, job. did he? Yeah, people have had enough job. You know what I mean? He's hit a ball, he's hit the crossbar, underneath the crossbar, it's come out, it looks like it didn't go in, but it, it was a mile mm. in. But it's fine moments and fine margins in game. But the thing we've got now in 2021 in the Euros is VAR could have and probably should have overruled it, but they didn't. For whatever reason, yeah. if they thought it was a penalty, then you roll with it. If they don't think yeah. it was a penalty, I wouldn't have come on this show now and said... Vaz cheated us and didn't give us a penalty. Yeah. Simple. And that's what it is. Like, it is what it is. There's no point. And this is why I got... I just got frustrated with some of the journalists and media on Twitter because it was the way... And it's not about necessarily the incident. It's about the way they treat foreign players for going down easily. I don't like it because when an English player does it, it's clever. And that's, that's the thing which I found frustrating. But, you know, at the end of the day, like John... Uh, it's just said uh, that's the rule though in terms of it's clear and obvious and I yeah. do get understand that and yeah. but, as you, but you, rules, you said but you said about, about going you said about going to the monitor um but going to the monitor is only if he's instructed to by VAR so if VAR said VAR's obviously clearly said it's so strange to me it's a correct is, decision. to me the so, best way to use video technology is for the referee to go and review it in listen, like I saw replays wish, and, that, and that. I saw wish he went to the side and still give a penalty because it yeah. would shut up so many people. It's scary because then it's a referee's fault because it's still a referee's fault. Regardless how, how, pe- how people drum it up, VAR has caused the issue because mm. if it was just the referee's naked eye and he's given a penalty, then it's Raheem Sterling against the referee. But it's not. It's Raheem Sterling against referee and VAR and how many people are in VAR looking at the decision? They've watched it at least three times, maybe more, if not ten times, and they've still come up with the same conclusion that it's a penalty. You know what I mean? People go on about, about England fans booing the national anthem. Yes, it's not great that people boo the national anthems, but I've seen it in, in stadiums up and down, the, up and down in, in, in Britain, by the way, people, people booing. And that's English fans, that's Welsh fans, that's Scottish fans. You know what I mean? They've, they've booed. So, you know what I mean? Let, let, let's, be, let's be consistent. Um, England and I think getting, that's what I was saying about the media yeah. as well, is to be consistent. England, England players are getting booed for taking the knee. They're getting booed off every nation for taking the knee still. They're taking the knee because they've decided it's right for them to do. And, I, and, I'll, and I'll back whatever they decide as a group of players. I still, think, I still think they could do it a little bit different, but that's my opinion. My opinion yeah. is my opinion. But the players have decided They've to do something. They shouldn't, get booed. They, do they shouldn't get booed for what they're doing. And then uh, what, what, what else is uh, the, um, the, the laser in, in... Listen, Yeah. nobody wants that's to see it. That's been going on for years. Though, nobody wants like to see it. It's happened. Let's be honest. If he'd gone the wrong way, we can probably have a look at it and go, he's out of order. He, 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 he saved he, he the penalty. Blinded. He saved the penalty. So, and by the way... That was a dreadful penalty. It was awful, yeah. It was. He changed. Listen, Harry, Harry, Harry Kane. I spoke to a. I spoke to a good friend of mine, um, yesterday about about Harry Kane. If you watch, if you if you go on YouTube and you look at Harry Kane's penalties, he didn't do his his, his five foot shuffle at the start. He didn't run up to it quickly. 
he was he was nervous. He was yeah. he was he was very tapered. He was scared. You could tell, tentative, and, wasn't it? And uh, and you could tell that he he just hoped that Casper went the wrong way, and he didn't. And Casper mm. would be disappointed he didn't he didn't catch it. But if any yeah, person, I thought he should have held it. If any person thinks he didn't catch it because of that laser, you're deluded absolutely. Because yeah, he he, so, he he could have pushed it wide. So he made he made the mistake in a way that he tried to catch it instead of pushing yeah. it wide. Um, just to, to sort of put a bow and finish up on the penalty, because I don't want to focus on that too much, but we had to talk about it. Um, to put a bow on it then, if Italy win 1-0 and that exact incident, so nothing's different, exact incident, but Immobile goes down from exactly the same challenge, the referee gives it, VAR doesn't overturn it, would you be disappointed? Oh, listen, it's a that soft that's penalty. A penalty. It's, a, it's, a, it's a soft penalty, but if, the, if, if it's gone to VAR and VAR don't overturn it, then you know. I, sometimes I look. I look at offside side, and I don't see that. I oh, don't see. A, I don't is, see. A, yeah. I don't see a line. So it's the same thing. You know what I mean? It's 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 two people's opinion or three people's opinion. How many people are making them calls upstairs? It's their opinion. So if they give a goal or they don't give a goal or they give offside or they don't give give offside, they're in charge. You know what I mean? So yeah. you've got to give them. They're experts. They're getting paid to do this job. Let's give them the 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 the, the credit. Let's give them the respect that they that they deserve. I don't like VAR, but. It's Referee has been excellent in this tournament. I th- uh, on yeah. a, on the whole, I think it's but been think very very good. What's what's disappointing me is we're talking about two semi-finals of a European, and we're talking about a referee decision. We talked we've yeah. missed we, we, so far, and we, I know we're going to cover it, but we've probably the only free kick from, from the only free kick goal, which is which, which was oh, says the best goal in the tournament. I've got some individual performances stuff to say as well about Denmark that I thought they did wrong. Some of Gareth Southgate's decisions, tactics, yeah. team selection. You know what I mean? All the good things. The celebrations after how you know what I mean for me there's there's loads more that we should be talking about but we talk about the negatives because people want to make I want to have three minutes of film Man, and throw the, that's throw what I said to you the other day about the Schmeichel thing wasn't it that's it's it like is. people want to focus on the negatives which unfortunately mm. we're doing as well but I like I said I wanted to get it out of the way and kind of move on um so can I so, can I just put can I just put something to bed so can you put yes. uh, can you put Leslie's comment up about VAR couldn't rule out that goal because VAR could rule out the goal. Uh, because which one? This one. Yeah, so we could because I've just I've just read it out um, about uh, what's he called? Clear and obvious. Called? Peter Walton. So Peter Walton stated live on ITV that if it was clear and obvious, he could have overruled it, and he didn't. So Peter Walton is an ex Premier League referee who's working yeah. for ITV. So if you rewatch the game, listen to what he says word for word, and I've just read it out there, and he could have changed. His mind, VAR could have changed their mind, but they didn't. So yeah. I know right. people don't want that to happen, but unfortunately, it's, it's the way the world It's rules. Stick to the rules. Yeah. That's what it is. Um, so uh, I said to you before the game, during the game, I, I felt like Denmark's one uh, weapon that was really working, and I felt like even at the start of the second half, he was causing England a problem. And I said to you, I think about five minutes after half time of normal time, I said England need to keep an eye on Damsgaard. He's finding those little pockets. And then I think after about an hour, maybe even before that, the Danish manager's taking him off. Paul's and I did really, really felt yeah. like, unless he yeah. was injured, because no, but um, one thing, si, if you watch, if you watch they all never games, look the same going he's come, forward. He's come, he always goes come off, off, doesn't he? He's come, off every, he's come off at that time yeah. every time. So I don't know if, if he's... Similar if the to game, if the game just yeah, If the game just gets too much for him and he, and he tires mm. really quickly and it's fatigue because he hasn't played enough. Listen, he's not a normal starter. Let's put that one out no. there. He probably wouldn't have yeah, started with Christian Eriksen still being there. But he's he's come out the limelight. He's come. He's he's a, he's a national hero. He's had a fantastic tournament. Um, I thought he had a fantastic game, and I knew the game was going to change 
once he came off. And not because Poulsen's not very good, by the way, because Poulsen's had a great career. Poulsen plays at a different style. He's more of a target man. It suited mm. Harry Maguire. It suited John Stones because they didn't have to come short or run long. You know what I mean? Because they knew that it was going to be a fight ball every time. And Denmark couldn't get out because of it. Denmark couldn't have a short ball to get hold of it. They didn't have the, le- the legs to go long. And it played into England's hands. And I don't think it was a... A mistake by the manager. I just think he's he was he was really tired. He'd done so much work in an hour. It's a massive game for a, for a younger player to to play in. And you know, I mean, they, for ne- me, they, they never looked the same going forward. They never no. found those little pockets of space after no. he went off. Like he plays for Sampdoria. Um, I don't think he's going to be there for too long. He's twenty one. I would imagine there's some big clubs around Europe having a very what good a career. look at him. What a career he's got ahead of him if he, if he can if he can sustain this, this, Carry this tournament. Yeah, oh. superb, superb Scary. performance, superb tournament, superb goal to you know in his final game of the tournament. Um, and by the way, one of the other things which annoyed me about the Sterling thing is everyone focused on the fact that Sterling dived. Raheem Sterling is easily in the team of the tournament um, for this tournament. He has been absolutely mm. outstanding in pretty much every game. He has really driven England on, and he's been a mature head around some of those, uh, some of the younger players. And I really think, unfortunately, people are focusing on that negative instead of focusing on the lead up to it, and also the just the performances of him throughout the tournament. It's a shame because I, honestly, I could tell you now we're going to do our team of the tournament on Monday with uh, Rodri. Um, Raheem Sterling is in mine. He's one of the first names on there because I was I was shouting at my TV. I was shouting at the TV on um, on Wednesday night that um, that 120th minute when he could have passed to um, I think it was Trippier. I was shouting just pass, just pass, just pass. Yeah. I was desperate because but do you know what? I just showed the confidence of the player to in the 120th minute he's he's played a full game, 90 minutes extra time, injury time, oh, and to still have the legs and the energy to take people on, and he could have easily got the corner, killed the game. But he didn't want yeah. to do that because he's got so much confidence, so much belief in his ability. And do you know what? Man City are going to have a very dangerous player on their hands next season. Yeah, indeed, mate. It was. Um, and look, on England, uh, Gareth Southgate again made a change with bringing Sancho out. I found it puzzling. We talked about it on Wednesday with Gilo. Um, I thought it was a risk, but it's every decision that Gareth Southgate has made, even. Um, taking Jack Grealish off like he subbed a sub I said to you at the time I thought that's a risk like Mm. because these young footballers they have got egos and no one wants to be the sub that gets subbed no matter what the occasion um and no matter the reason but everything's just coming together for Gareth Southgate look and England's performance they were by far the better team they deserve to be in the final because other than the Scotland game, they've they've outplayed every opponent they've had. So if you do that, you can't you can't control who you play against. What mm. you can do is control your own your own tactics, your own performances, your own team selections, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And what they've done is every game, bar Scotland, maybe or maybe we should just give Scotland credit that they upped their game and they stopped yeah. England playing. Mm. Um, England have outplayed everyone, so they deserve yeah. to be in the final. Whether you look at they're running compared to Italy's and you can say all you want but England deserve to be where they are however um Leslie says there they've not won anything yet which is true however if before the tournament mate if I'd said to you would you take being in the final but losing now you'd have taken it because there was a point I think a couple of weeks out mate where you said you'd take 
sort of quarter semi final. Semi final. And listen, and listen. When 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 I seen them play, them playing Germany, I I, fe- I feared the worst. Even after that, I still think you've still got teams to play. I've I've never once on this show said that I think England will get the final. I've always said semi final. For me, in my wildest dreams. I will be sat in front of the TV at half past six, waiting for that TV to start and waiting for that hour and a half before the game to watch the build-up. I will be excited. I'll be nervous. But you know what? Win, lose or draw. Well, can't draw. Win or lose on Sunday nights. I will be super proud of my nation and my country. I will be devastated if they lose because I think it's there ready for them to do something. You know what I mean? It's going to be a really hard game. But listen, I'm, I'm super proud because... How many how many chances in in your lifetime do you get to see your country in a in a, in a final? You know, I mean? how many times have I been let down? You know, I, mean? I can go back to um, uh, Mexico '86. I can go to Italia '90. Um, I can go to Euro '96. I can go to um, well, I mentioned Frank Lampard's penalty. I can mention um, Croatia. So many times off the top of my head, I can mention times and opportunities where I've been upset and let down, and not I wouldn't say let down, upset and disappointed that we haven't gone to that next level and got to a final. You know what I mean? I, I'm so excited to, to watch them in the final because I think, you know, with fans back in the stadium um, and just with the buzz it's given the nation, I just think it's, uh, is it time? Is it is it time it came home? I, listen, I, I hope it is, but I'm a realist as well in Italy for me, and I've said it since the first game against Turkey, they are the best team in this tournament. Well, it's funny, isn't it? Before the tournament, I don't think many people were talking about Italy as being right up there. No. They're in a bit of a transition or so everyone thought. Roberto Mancini has done an incredible job. They're so together. And it's funny because I would say when you look at everything, the three from the outside, the three most together sides look like probably England, uh, Italy and Denmark. And they've all got, you know, as far as the semi-final, final. Um, It's going to be fascinating to watch tactically because if Italy play like they did against Spain, it could end up being like five all. If Italy play like they did in a couple of the group games, they're going to try and pick off England on the counter and and get a goal, and then they will defend like only Italy can defend. But then what England have that no other team in the whole tournament has got is this ridiculous amount of depth where they can bring on Champions League winners and and uh, you know Champions League players and and just there's just so many. Whereas the Italian squad. I look at the first 11, outstanding. Spinozola being out is a big blow. I look at the bench. So I think against Spain, they had like Belotti who came on, pretty good. They had a couple of others, pretty good. But then there's a few in there who are, I'm not going to say they're not good, hmm. but then they're a bit unknown. Yeah. Like, listen, sorry, at, I, at the top level. I totally, listen, I totally agree. I, I, think, I, think, I think if we're all honest on here now, we can, we can honestly say... And name Italy's team for Sunday now. We could name it. We could name it. Yeah, and it'd be, pretty it'd much be been the same, isn't it? I don't think any of us could name. Uh, listen, I think he might even go back to a back three. I think he might go to a five. I think he he did it against Germany. Um, will he play Saka? Will he will he throw a Googly in? Will he play? Uh, will he play Sancho? Will he will he play Jack Grealish? Will he go? Listen, he could do anything. And and you know what? And that, and that make. And you spoke about it earlier on about Gareth Southgate's tactics. He's made some. Um, some master strokes. He's made some unbelievable decisions. Not the right decisions what I would have picked, but that's why I'm yeah. sat on here and Gareth Southgate's preparing for a world and a European European Championship final. Um, but he's very good at what he does, and whatever team he picks on Sunday will be the best team that he's got in as just at his disposal from his squad. Indeed, um, and interestingly, one English player who I thought had a rocky game 
was one of the players who we've praised unanimously yeah, over the tournament is Jordan yeah, Pickford. Jordan Pickford, yeah. He looked like he was yeah. playing for Everton, I think is yeah. the best way to say. Like we've said, he played yeah. for Everton. He looks like he's got a mistake in him a lot. He I looks so... How many times did it, from a back pass did he give the ball straight to Denmark around the edge of the box? You yeah. do that against uh, Insignia or a uh, uh, Varela, you could be in real trouble. Chiesa, those those type of players, they will kill that ball in a second, and it'll be on its way towards the goal before you know it. I think also, um, side though, I think on, on on that point, I think a few other players didn't give him the the balls that you needed. They give him a lot of stuff. Yeah, he needs very left foot. footed, isn't he? You know what I mean? He's he's all left foot and his distribution is very good if you give him what a few there was a few panicked pass backs pass backs from um Declan Rice probably in particular for me. Um I th- I thought Declan was brilliant. I thought he broke play up really well, but I thought a few a few times at at, at crucial times he'd give the goalkeeper a, a hefty back pass which he had to deal with and he wasn't gonna take um he wasn't gonna take a touch. He had to he had to deliver it and get it out do you know what I mean? But his, his 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 distribution was poor, and that's not only like him. And um, it, listen, it's going to be a it's going to be a good battle because you can look at the two goalkeepers. Two goalkeepers are probably the standout two goalkeepers in the tournament. You look at the the, the two lots of centre halves. You've got experience and youth. You know what I mean, really. You know what I mean in, in comparison. Yeah. But you've got you've got probably the two best pairs in the tournament. Um, you've got two lots of defensive midfielders. You know what I mean? Both well playing in the Premier League or have played in the Premier League or Verratti, who's who's done it at the top level. It's it's going to be it's it's like a game of chess. You know what I mean? I'm 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 getting close at the centre forward. You've got you've got Immobile and Harry Kane. You know what I mean? If and I said about um, England against Denmark about breaking down um, the, the process. You know what I mean? If England can get a goal past Michael, if they can get the ball past Krajar, if they can get the ball past. Um, um, uh, Vest, uh, uh, Vestavel, is it? I can't remember his um, name. No, the, 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 it was of, uh, mm. um to Spurs and. You know what I mean? And, and England did that. They, they ground them down. But they need to do it again against Italy. But they've got to do it better. They've got to do it bigger and better. It's going to be, it's going to be more difficult, but they've got to keep doing it. And somehow they've got to find space in behind that back four. And if they can get behind them, they're going to cause them problems. But it's getting behind them. Not many teams have got behind Italy this year. No. Um, on that point, I think um, one of England's biggest weapons against Italy could be pace. Because they are the best defence probably in the tournament. However... They are not comfortable against pace. And I include no. the fullbacks in that as well. And England have That's got totally that in abundance. Yeah. They've also got, if Harry Kane does decide to play tight to the two experienced centre backs and have a bit of a physical battle with them, they will enjoy that. That's what they want. Yeah. However, what if he does that, in my opinion, that will be a tactic to create space in behind, in the pockets, little pockets of space for the likes of. Sancho, Saka, whoever, Sterling, yeah. whoever plays. Um, right, you there's a, you show, there's a show on Monday, boys. Sorry, um, Matt oh, just okay. asked because he's going. Yeah, there's a show Monday. The last Euro show of the tournament is Monday night. Um, and then we're back to normal the following Monday with guests and whatnot. Um, so it's uh, Monday is the closing sh- ceremony for us. Sorry, mate. Carry on. That's all right. You mentioned, uh, you mentioned Pace, and I want to give somebody credit because... I thought Kyle Walker was absolutely phenomenal. Yes. I thought defensively, the the amount of times he covered, over covered the two centre halves, um, he give he give people um, a good few yards on him. His, his pace is electric defensively. I thought he was good on the ball going forward as well. I thought he gave us that drive, that determination. Um, but that's sometimes in the back of my mind. I'm I'm thinking as well. You know what I mean? We've got that overlapping. You know what I mean? Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw's had an absolutely amazing tournament. And if I had to pick a player now, um, in, in, to be my left back. 
Luke Shaw would probably be ahead of Spinazzola and he's had an amazing tournament. It's only probably because he's missed a game. He's, 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 he's nudging ahead of him. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. But listen, Luke Shaw, I've just mentioned there about Man United and Man City getting Sterling at his, at his pomp and, and, and next season going to be a good one. Man United have got the same, by the way. This is a player two or three seasons ago who was apparently overweight, unfit, couldn't play, couldn't, couldn't do anything, wasn't in the squads, wasn't even looking like a Man United player. He's... He's up and down the pitch. I've never seen a, 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 a desire and a fitness like it in my life. He plays wing-back, he plays full-back, he overlaps, he defends, he tackles, he's got a smile on his face. You know what I mean? He's, he's, either, he's either been managed correctly at United, which I believe he has, or Gareth Southgate's just got something in his, in his armour which just plays with such prowess and, and confidence for his players. It's just a, It looks an amazing thing because Luke Shaw in particular, is just he's having the time of his life. Be like it, and remember, he's coming back from um, a very serious broken leg um, when he was accused of being overweight. Uh, he's been like it for eighteen months, and I've been kind of blowing, banging the drum, saying he's one of the best. When one of the best left backs in Europe, if not the world, some people, um, Gavin and a few others, sort of said, "Oh, come on, it's not realistic." But no one has been able to tell me a left back who's consistently played at not just well, but like eight, nine, 10 out of 10, every single game Mm. for the last pretty much now coming on two years. That's that's a world class player. Yeah, well, that's what that's why that's why United have have, are hanging on the tails now of, of, of cities and Liverpool's because, because of players like Luke Shaw. You know, that might, yes. that might sound really stupid, but look at look at Liverpool. When Liverpool won the league, the two best players were Robertson and, and Trent. You know what I mean? Yep. Fullback in fullback areas. And this is where Liverpool, this is where Man United could catch catch up because Man City have done the same with Canelo and, and Kyle Walker. When the fullbacks bomb on and they get high, it's like you know, having more wingers. You know what I mean? You're gonna get more crosses in the box, you're gonna score more goals, you're gonna fill the box more. And that's because the fullbacks can get higher and play higher and, and defensively. They're more comfortable, and that for me will be why Man United are more successful because of people like Luke Shaw has gone to another level. He's put himself in that in that bracket, going to another level. You know what I mean? I'm not going to get excited, and I, I hope for his sake that he's a, a European Championship winner on, on Sunday night. Because I think he he deserves it. You know what I mean for his mm. performance alone in this tournament. But then so does Spinazzola. He deserves to win a tournament as well after of yeah. his performances. So it's a it's a it's going to be a, a fascinating occasion, game of chess. But it's but listen. We've we've asked for the best players to be on the biggest stage. The biggest stage is Wembley. The biggest stage is going to be more or less a full house for the first time in a long time. And we've got some absolutely talented footballers on show as well. So it's uh, it's going to be amazing. And this is the question I'd ask um, to everyone, not just to you, Andy. Um, are England and Italy the best two teams in the tournament? So I'm not saying um, on name alone and stuff like this. I'm saying look back at the tournament as a whole, look back at the performances of each team. Are they the best two teams in the tournament? And as I said earlier, England have outplayed every single person they've played, bar Scotland. Yep. Italy have outplayed everyone they've played and some big names along the way. Hmm. These two teams deserve to be in the final. Yep. It's not a it's not totally a agree. fluke. Um even with the penalty shootout which Italy have Italy's penalties were sensational. Yeah. Italy's goalkeeper has been sensational. So it it just it is what it is. Hmm. Um, on the, on that point, Sai, on 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 that point about being the best team, you, you look at Italy. 
Italy against Turkey blew them away. Fitness levels were, were scary in the first game, and normally teams go into it. They didn't go into it. They were bang on it right up, right up straight away. I thought against Wales, just struggled to break them down. Um, they got that early goal. Was that a good thing or a bad thing? It, it, during the game, I thought it was a bad thing. You know what I mean? Yes, they had a lot of the ball and, and got down the sides and something, but they didn't really cause Wales too many problems in terms of in terms of the game. And that's why I think England can take a little bit of confidence from that game. They can take confidence from that game. They can take confidence from the Spain game and see from the two things what worked. Wales dropped off and let them have it, but they, they, they played very defensive in, in one up front and, 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 and sat in behind, where Spain got up and pressed high. You know what I mean? So if you can find that fine balance between the two, you know what I mean? But they've got to get the tactics right. The tactics is the biggest thing. It's going to be such a such a tough one. But for me, you, you've said it there, Italy, for me, they're the best, they're the best team in it. Um, England deserve to be where they are. They deserve to be where they are because of the clean sheets they've kept. They deserve to be where they are because Harry Kane's turned up since the knockout stages and scored four goals. Sorry, mate. I uh, just had Sorry. to send a little message to my son. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were shouting at me and I couldn't hear. I was just about to say that. I can't hear I'll just Harry Kane I think you know what I mean I think somebody put something in in the group chat about Harry Kane to be knighted and uh, listen from my point of view n- no Gareth Southgate yeah yeah but listen we want about a footballer who's we want about a footballer who's done, listen they've all done amazing things and um, all the World Cup 66 boys got um, MBEs or OBEs or whatever they got and, and rightly so um you know, what I mean? if England win a World Cup, listen, you're the, you're the best in the world, the World Cup. You know, I mean, this tournament's the biggest Euros in a long time because of the amount of numbers and teams in it. And it'll be an amazing achievement, and and I hope it, it crosses over the line. But we we haven't won yet, and um, it's bang on there, Elliot, bang on. Um, but listen, it's it's a long way to go. There's a couple of days ahead of us as well, by the way. Indeed, mate. Um, the other thing I was going to ask you, or ask the people in the chat, sorry. Who has got Italy and England in the sweepstick? I know this. I know this because I've got it written down. So um, if anyone's got them on the sh- uh, uh, while, you're, while you're there, please shout out. But it is uh, Will has got Italy mm-hmm. and Gav has got England. Well, well, well. So they've kept this quiet, by the way, haven't they? So they've, uh, they've just confidently so, and quietly gone ahead. i tell you what. I was... I'm, I got this T-shirt, this one of a kind, the Andy Campbell Football Show T-shirt, which I'm going to give away. And I was thinking about how I could give it away. And I was going to do it. Um, I said, what did I say? I said, whoever can guess who my player of the tournament is. Um, However, I'm thinking, and I'll ask the two people as well, if you guys would like, it's a large, it's only one size. I can't give you another size. It's (laughs) one-off. It's one that was made and it's not, it's got a the design going forward has had some changes made to it, but this one was a, a sample. Um, and I thought rather than just keep it in my wardrobe or whatever in a packaging, um, I'll give it away. So if you guys would like that as to, you know, the winner gets it, you let me know. And then Will or Gavin can have the T-shirt as the prize for the sweepstake. Little yeah, we've all, extra well, thank we've you. Also had, we've also had a winner because obviously Alan, Alan Bodman from yeah, Turkey. Turkey's for the worst team, so he's already won yeah. Excellent, um, I love so it. He's he's already won from being being the worst team, and and having Turkey, I didn't expect that. So, um, he's he's, he's like got a, a bonus a bonus ball there. So that's a very good one. But listen, 
when Gav got England and Will got Italy, you've got a chance because, you know, I, mean, I know you, you were very confident in the start. I was probably playing a little bit cautious, but I, I always believe semi-finals. I, didn't, I couldn't see past that because of the mental block, what they've got. They've got this little bit like Belgium I spoke about earlier. Another but thing. these but players, mate, haven't got that block. Yeah, I know they haven't, but as a, they fan, haven't, as a fan, I've like, got that block. Any of those players, I would be interested to know the stats. Maybe someone could tell me. Did any of this squad play in that World Cup where they went out in the group stage? I think I forget what year it was. It wasn't massively long ago, but it was a while ago. Um, maybe like Raheem Sterling was in the squad as a youngster, maybe. But I, I believe none of those players have really got that bad experience of a tournament going out in, you know, disgrace if you like because their performance you know their their performances have been bad none of them have got that block or losing the big game to penalties i don't really think they've got that block like their last experience of world cup football uh, of international football was getting to the semi-final of the world cup so if this time they've got to the final that's an improvement so if even if they don't win on sunday mm-hmm. at the world cup if you're looking at the positives you should be looking at Right, well, we got to the semi-final of the World Cup, then we got to the final of the Euros, so now we want to get to the final and win it and improve each time, and I'm sure that's what Gareth Southgate would do. Uh, John Bywater says Carl Walker and uh, Henderson. Um, so, obviously, there's a couple, but that's out of the whole squad. That's yeah. not a squad of players who've got that mental scar or that mental block. And you've, and you've what also a question. Got a, this is go on. Yeah, go on, but you've, you've also got you've on. also got to remember those those players who uh, I think John just mentioned there. Um, those players have, have won things. Those players have lost things. Yes. Cl- club wise, so they they know what it's like to, Champions League to win. They well, know what it's like to them. lose. So I'm I'm probably talking about players who've never been there. The Jordan Pickford's listen. He's he's on the crest of a wave. You know what I mean? Because he's never done it. He's never won it. He's never he's never won anything. He's never lost anything. He's never been in that, in that kind of position where, apart from um, the Croatia one, where he was he was in goal, wasn't he? You know what I mean? But that for me that that leaves a he's more determined. He's more determined to go and not get beat again in the semi final. That sometimes brings in a brings in a whole new level. You know what I mean? For me, and I look at Harry Kane. Harry Kane's had a wonderful season. Um, he finished what top goal scorer in the Premier League. He finished the best assists in the Premier League. He's one goal away from. From being joint, joint top goal, top, joint top goal scorer in the Euros, he's got to score with, two, um, hasn't he? Because Ronaldo's played less right. games. Yes, he's right. got to have two. To well, I think right. if they're level, Ronaldo will win it because he's played less games to score the same amount. I believe that's right, the, uh, the rule. Because Schick, Schick is also he's also joint first. Yeah. He's got okay. five goals. Okay, so I think so it goes on. Well. If there's like a few who are level. I think it's the one who's played the least games. I think, right? Okay. But obviously, if Harry Kane goes and scores two on Saturday, ah, listen, Sunday, then I don't care how many Harry Kane's. As long as he listen, if Harry Kane doesn't score, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I, I said before the um, it'll be in the Germany game, won't it? Because um, that was a knockout first knockout game. I can't see Harry Kane not scoring in this tournament. Not in my wildest dreams did I did I imagine he was going to be on number four going into a final, but you know, what I mean, he's 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 picked up some level of performance, which is just. Which is ridiculous because he's it, every every game since the knockout he's turned up for. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was a if it was something going on transfer wise. If it was an injury and, he's, and it's cleared up. If it was just performance and belief, or or he just wasn't playing very well. I don't know what it was, but wherever it was, or whoever has, has turned it around, credit to the player and credit to the staff because he's um, he's, he's he's brought England to the next level. Spot on, mate. Um, right. To finish us off tonight, mate, there's a couple of questions we've had throughout the show. Um, with regards to the T-shirt, so what I'm going to do, um, suggested by someone in the chat, is 
the sweepstake loser of the final will get the t-shirt because the winner gets a prize anyway. So then the loser okay. will get something as well. So second so, prize basically. So either 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 Will or Gav get something. So yeah. So they'll both get something in that way then, isn't it? And it's it is you know, it's yeah. basically look, it's the t as I said, the t-shirt has been redesigned and changed since it's a sample, but it's something I just want to say thank you to the people basically, mate, for the yeah, support totally and stuff. Um uh, so we had a couple of questions. Uh, Reese asked earlier on, I haven't got the question, but I know what it was, so I'm going to paraphrase it a little bit. He asked about um, penalty run-ups and why the players do the stuttery thing. Um, is there an advantage to it technically or basically why? Um, I don't think there's any methodology to it, I'll be honest, and I'll tell you my reason why I'm giving that answer. Um, I could probably look at, um, Harry Kane's and think why? Why did he change it? Was it was there a reason behind why he did it? But then I look at Jorginho and think, well, that, that he looks like he's got zero pressure on him. You know what I mean? At the time, there was so much pressure on him because it was a, it was a penalty to get himself his team into a, a final. But then I look at maybe he's, if he missed the penalty, does it matter? Because mm. he's he's not really going to lose anything if he just miss it. So there's zero pressure on him to score or miss. You know what I mean? But but there is pressure. I'm just probably trying to work things out in my head that, you know what I mean? I think, I think players have got their way of doing it and it works for them. You know what I mean? Harry Kane will have taken a thousand penalties in training. He's taken a hundred penalties in his life and he's probably scored the majority of them. I don't know why um, people change their style in during a, a moment. And that's what happened to Harry on, uh, on Wednesday night. He changed his style and he got, he got lucky, you know what I mean? Because he, he got the rebound. Uh, he was never going to give that up by the way, you know what I mean? So it was a, but I'd like to think if he got a penalty on um, on Sunday evening, um, and I think you can tell from his from his run up if he's going to score or miss because I think he, he could just know what he's what he's thinking in his head. But I think the stutter it puts the keeper off. It gives it gives the keeper something to think about. If the keeper dives, mm. you can put it the other way. Um, but I remember John Aldridge, and I'm going back a long time ago. John Aldridge started this. You know, what I mean, I don't know if people remember for Liverpool. He used to go and he used to stop and then go back and do it again, and the goalkeeper would dive, he'd roll it in. So John Aldridge was the was the was the was the magician at this? You know what I mean? He did it all of the time, and he was amazing for Liverpool. Scoring penalty after penalty after penalty, and slowly and surely, it's now becoming a jump. Which um, obviously Jorginho's done. Fernandez does the same thing, and it's it's an art. You know what I mean? It's not easy scoring a penalty. And you've seen Harry Kane miss the other day. You've seen other players miss it. You know what I mean? Goalkeeper, the goalkeepers. Look, you look at uh, Donnarumma. How how on earth when he spreads his body? How you can see any gap in that goal is beyond me. You know what I mean? And and that's why he was so successful against Spain because. He can spread his body so far across that goal that it's it's impossible to put it in unless you put him the wrong way. Spot on, mate. Couldn't say it better myself. The other question was, I think uh, I've lost it. The question was, do you think uh, Mbappe is overrated? Uh, I'll give the person credit. I was Daniel Baz Joseph said, is Mbappe overrated? I know, but obviously I know I know Baz really well. I know the family. Um, I don't think so, no. I think he's had, a, he's had a really, really poor tournament for his high standards. Um, but I said all along when, when they did get knocked out, Baz, that um, I need Mbappe to test himself week in, week out. So that's either La Liga, Serie A, Premier League. If he comes to the Premier League, he's going to be testing himself all the time. I look at the, the French team. Do they get tested out all the time? You know what I mean? They, they don't. And when he, he let himself down... Not just him, by the way. There's quite a lot of them. Um, let himself down in big moments of the tournament because he's getting marked tightly and he's not used to that in probably French football as good as he was against Hungary against Germany um, and against Portugal 
Whereas in the Premier League, you get that week in, week out. In Italy, you get it week in, week out. Set, um, in, in La Liga, you get it every single weekend. So for me, I'd like to see him move on and go and test himself and, and test himself against the best. He's done it in France for two clubs. Go and do it again for somebody else. He's very, 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 very young. Yeah. Um, and that league is just not the best place for him to learn his football, in my opinion. He deserves the hype that he gets because yeah. he's done it in the Champions League. But, in my opinion, for him to go on and be considered one of the best strikers in the world long-term, he needs to go to a league where it's competitive week in, week yeah. out. And in I my agree. eyes, there's only three places you can do that, and that's the Premier League, Italy and Spain. Hmm. Any other league... I no, think so, you're not going to no get point. the same no. challenge. But, but you said, you said sir, didn't you, um, last time we spoke about this, because we did speak about, we did speak about this, I, I think, about 10 days ago, um, and you spoke about um, uh, La Liga, and you play for Barcelona and Real Madrid, that you, you're probably only going to have, what, five or six tough other sides to play yeah. against, and then you've got the bottom half, which, you know what I mean, I, I probably agree with you, they'll be, they'll be more defensive, and the defence will be better and tighter, and they'll be better, they'll be better teams, but I think for me, the Italians can defend. You know, I mean, you've got your, your yeah. Juventuses and your AC Milans and your Inter Milans now and, and, and the Italians can defend. They've shown that over the years. Um, England players, they'll give you a lot of space but they can defeat and they can they, they can defend as well. So, because we've got, we've got a worldwide squad but you're on about finance as well. You know what I mean? Let's be honest, he's going to be on a serious bit of money and Paris Saint-Germain, I'm going to let him leave for free. Um, so, yeah, and... With the Italian, the reason the Italian league is so competitive at the moment is because there's no money in it, um, really, outside of probably Juventus. Uh, the Milan teams have got no money, Sampdoria, Napoli, Lazio, none of them have got any money, so they're it's made the whole league quite competitive. Yeah, yeah I totally, um, agree. totally agree. It'll be interesting where he goes, but I think he, yes, he deserves the hype, yes, mm. he is one of the best young players around. But Sai, would we be surprised? Would, would we be surprised if if we're talking today about Mbappe scoring five goals and being in the, being in the European Cup final on, on Sunday? No. no, because he's it's fine margins. You know what I mean? I, I look at some of the chances that Benzema missed. I'm not blaming Benzema why they're not there because he had a, he had a very strong tournament for his first one back for in the national team. But I think so many players they let themselves down in big moments of big games and. In the game where they got knocked out against Switzerland, you know what I mean? It, they shouldn't have been in that position. They should have been dead and buried at 3-1. And, you know what I mean? But that wasn't Mbappe's fault because Mbappe's and the attacking players got three goals. So it's you've got to look at the other side and defensively and and, uh, and probably the tactics. And maybe he's the manager, you know what I mean? Because the manager's massively underachieved as well to Champs. You know what I mean? He's had a wonderful time as, as, as national national team manager. But unfortunately, they've uh, they've underachieved. But uh, but I think as an individual, he's a wonderful, wonderful talent. Um, last uh, question from me before we wrap up then, mate. Um, I want to ask you, um, if Mbappe was to stay at PSG for another few years, mm-hmm. could he be in danger of going the Neymar route of having all the hype when he was young and never quite fulfilling it? Um, I think people get a reputation for themselves and, 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 and look like it's they're going there for ease and they're going there just to pick up a lot of money. You know what I mean? Because let's be honest, you know, if you really want to test yourself, you've got to do it at the top level. And if Paris Saint-Germain were winning European titles, then stay. I've got no qualms at all. You know what I mean? If they were getting to finals from season after season and they were doing it week after week, 
but they're not. You know what I mean? At the minute, they're not even winning their own title in in France, so they're they're massively underachieving. You know what I mean? They've got a, a new manager in. They're bringing some very good players in, so they are going to be a, a force to be reckoned with, I believe, this year. But but that comes with pressure, um, and I think it's really important that um, that players don't miss that opportunity to to go to that next level because if somebody comes in for him, he's got to be. He's got to. He's got to go and, t- and test himself. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I look at. The only person I could probably um, compare him to, and not as a player, I'm, t- I'm talking Messi. You know what I mean? That Messi stayed. Will Messi regret never going to another country and never going to sign for another club when he leaves? I think he will. Because I, I think he'll always be compared that, that people will say Ronaldo's better than Messi because he did it in more countries and he tested himself and he, and he, won, t- he won things at a national level. You know what I mean? Because there's so much pressure on these individuals. You know what I mean? We're talking yeah. about individuals and then we're talking about teams. Teams don't make individuals, you know what I mean? Individuals make teams, you know what I mean? So it's it's got to be the other way around, and it's such a um, it's such a fine balance, you know what I mean? But for me, I'd love to see him in the Premier League. I'd love to see him. I'd love to see him anywhere, you know what I mean? United, Man City, um, probably one of those two would be would be my preference. Um, apart from Middlesbrough, obviously, or maybe it's Cardiff, but mm-hmm. um, but listen, I think he des- he deserves a top club if he goes to a top team. But then there's other players as well who are who are coming apparently coming available. You've still got Harry Kane, you've still got Alf, you've still got Hal. I think Harry Kane's going to stay at Spurs. I, do. Still got I just I, don't I, see I it happen. That, I listen. I think I think I think this tournament might show him that he's loved and he's loved by the nation. He's loved by people and he's loved by Spurs fans. And and for me, the grass is not always greener. Ask Stevie G. You know what I mean? Stevie G Ask threatened to Griezmann, leave right? and things. Yeah, look totally at Griezmann. Agree. Yeah, totally Griezmann's agree. not been what people thought he would be at Barcelona. Does he regret not going to United? I think it was at the time, and go choosing to go to Barcelona. I guess you'd have to ask him. But totally you know, agree. It is what it is. Um, loads of people, Andy, have asked, so I'm going to put this to you on the show, and then we'll discuss it off the show. This is the last thing we're doing because I've got to go. But um, oh, and by the way, um, we were hoping Kev was going to join us, but he's working. He was trying to finish early and he just couldn't make it work real life, unfortunately, for people. Um, but he sends his apologies and it is what it is. Um, because a few people asked. Uh oh, a few people asked if we would do a watch along uh on Sunday. And Rise just asked again. Um probably I think it's a big ask for Andy. Probably yeah, pro- probably not. No, listen, this is for me, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity for me. Um, you know what I mean? Listen, I'm all, I, I, and, I, and I'll say it on here so I won't go back on it because I've, I've, I'm, I'm, I haven't got um, obviously one of my little ones. Um, if I'm happy to do a, uh, an Instagram live at half time, um, yeah, we'll do that, and, and maybe full time if it goes to extra time. Um, I'm happy with that. I'm happy to do do things like that, and I, and, I've, and we can have a good chat. So Instagram at half time, eight forty five. Yeah, um, definitely, hundred percent. I'll do it. Um, I just think, listen, this is a. This is a once in a lifetime thing is for me as an English man, as a person, as a as a football fan, and and um, and I, I don't want to I don't want to let myself down as well on 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 the show. I want to, you know what I mean? I'm I'm quite proud of myself on here, and I'm quite proud of the way that I handle and conduct myself on the way that I watch Indeed, football as well. So and me. you know what I mean? So I'm not I'm, listen, right? Listen, great ideas, but un, unfortunately, yeah, I think for me, if, I, it was, I apologize. if it was um, like Italy versus. Oh, listen, Spain yeah, was, or Denmark. Or if it was Denmark, I mean, Italy, I've got no qualms in having a, and, and we'll have, we'd have a good laugh. And, and listen, when, when Guitar World Cup, I, I don't know what time it would be there, by the way, but wherever where we go, if, if, if it's, I don't mind, I don't mind doing things like that and having a go. We, we mean, I've spoken about it before and, um, and stuff, but, um, 
but yeah indeed um so we'll be back on monday with rodri Giggs to round up the final round up the tournament we'll give our team in the tournaments player of the tournaments young player of the tournaments all that stuff uh, it'll be the final show of the euro series before things return back to normal uh, the friday shows we'll be having a little break until the champ until about the week or two weeks before a week before the championship season starts uh, we'll do a championship preview show just so people know where we are um i need a break um from doing multiple shows live per week but i will still will be doing the monday live show straight after this danny batten fight show on sunday eight o'clock um unfortunately it's going to clash with the football i think so i'm gonna have to try and work out something that we might try and change the time around a bit but um we'll see to keep an eye out on social media we got welsh boxer gavin Gwynn joining us who is the current commonwealth champion hopefully he'll bring his belt and um we'll also be talking conor mcgregor versus dustin poirier which is saturday night guys thank you ever so much for joining us always a pleasure always appreciate your support uh and from myself and maybe the future european champion of the world Hmm. Mr. Andy Campbell. See ya. Yeah, enjoy. Stay safe, everyone.